Job chapter 42, verses 4 through 6. You, God, said, Listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. There are these moments in Scripture when a person encounters God, um, and they just become undone. Actually, that's the word that Isaiah uses in Isaiah 6, verse 5, when Isaiah suddenly finds himself in the throne room of, of God. He says, Woe is me, for I am lost, or I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Something similar is happening here with Job, where he sees God with his eyes. And he says, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. It's a similar uh, moment of complete humility in the presence of holy God. And I have a couple takeaways from this. One is, well, I guess the first is an illustration. This is a, this is a meager illustration. But when you encounter somebody who is so qualitatively other and better it does humble you. Uh, I was um, watching the uh, the um, Kansas City Chiefs play football on a Sunday night, and I had watched a, a couple of games, or you know, seen uh, plays from a couple of games earlier in the day with ordinary quarterbacks. You know, like the run of the mill quarterbacks in the NFL. I thought they were doing pretty good, and then I turned on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and he is just so otherworldly in his talent. It made all the other quarterbacks look rather ordinary. And that is just a very meager illustration because it's just you know a little bit better quarterback than the others. But when you come in the presence of God, it, you're just like, oh man, I got nothing. I got nothing compared to this guy. I am just going to fall down on my face and worship him. But the takeaway then, uh, if that's an illustration, the takeaway is how amazing it is and how humbling it is that this God of the universe that makes people just fall apart when they see him in his holiness, that that God made himself man that he made himself approachable in the person of Jesus Christ. When people met Jesus, they didn't do this. They didn't fall on their face and say, oh, woe is me. I, you know, I, I repent. He did draw out repentance from people, but not in the way that, that this encountering God the Father on his throne happened. And so just thank you, God, even though you're so holy and other and uh, profoundly different and better, you've made yourself accessible in the person of Jesus Christ. So thank you for that grace. What do you think it takes a person uh, to uh, end up in this uh, question and answer period that is, is in the book of Job towards the end of it? Uh, Job starts out as a man of great prosperity and he's a good man. Uh, and he honors God, uh, and he's very grateful for everything he has. And then in a flash, all of that disappears. And he's just a, a man that uh, is being broken down, uh, not only by uh, Satan, uh, but also by his, uh, the people that have come to explain why he is suffering this way. So... What is, I mean, is, I, I, I've always been intrigued by the book of Job because it's one of the more ancient of the books in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. 
but it defines something about our relationship to God that uh, is kind of universal in our fall- fallenness. So that in our fallenness, if we accumulate wealth, we oftentimes attribute it to our own goodness. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when all of that is stripped away, then what are our what you know what are our choices? I mean, what are we what are we left to believe in? Because in the book of Job, he goes through all kinds of temptations to disbelieve that God is good. But then at this end, mm-hmm. he experiences mm-hmm. God, just like you're saying. Is that what it takes? to take somebody that is uh, in love with their own achievements and uh, their position in life and their family, all these other things. And uh, they attribute it to themselves more than they attribute it to God. But I'm not, I'm not speaking of anybody in particular, but I think it's a human characteristic when you're doing well here on earth, oftentimes you attribute it to your own, uh, you know, your own uh, skills. It's a super interesting question you're asking. Like, what, what does it take for somebody to behold God in this way? The first answer that comes to my mind is it's all God's doing. God chose Job to have all these things happen to, including the revelation of himself. God chose Isaiah as his prophet. God chose, you know, Peter and John to bring up to the mountain of transfiguration. So in that sense, it's, you know, it's all in God's sovereign plan. But but I, I do think, though, there's something on a much more kind of livable daily a scale of how we might behold God. And I'm thinking of one of the lines from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says actually something about this. He says in the, in the Beatitudes, blessed are the pure in heart for what's the promise? They shall see God. So what does that mean? You know, how, how can I get a pure heart? And so that I might see God, and it might be exactly what you're talking about, Eric, where, if my heart isn't pure, then I'm going to believe my own headlines. I'm going to puff myself up. I'm going to believe in my own stuff or my own um, accumulations, like you're saying. Um, but if I have a pure heart, it's knowing who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm created by God I'm, and I'm living out in this world, um, the actions of the Holy Spirit through me. And when I have that pure heart, guess what? I'm going to see God in action. I'm going to see Christ. I'm going to see his Holy Spirit moving. I'm going to see God in his word and in his people and in the trenches of sacrificial serving with that pure heart, I'll see him every day. I've said this, I'll just conclude with this. I've said this many times. Mm -hmm. It took a total reversal in my life to get me even, even to consider God because, you know, I had magnified myself uh, foolishly um, and I had diminished God uh, as a kind of an afterthought, as a social, um, the, the things we hear about it from the enemies of God. I was one of those people. Mm. And um, I think Job is really valuable uh, to try to understand uh, God at work here. He permits this to happen to Job because maybe there was so much separating Job from God that even had to go through this. I don't know, but um, mm. sometimes when it was all stripped yeah, away, it was all stripped away, and at the end, he, he uh, Job says, he "Has it right? He has it right." 